0: Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your Breakthrough Coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there. Before we get started with today's episode, I have a special little secret to share with you. If you are one of my loyal listeners who is listening on the day this podcast is released or even the week that this episode is released, then you are about to get some inside scoop. The doors are opening this week to my just build your bonus brain course. In this course, I not only teach you a revolutionary take on productivity and a bottle to use so you can make progress on the stuff that you really care about, but I also show you exactly how to set up systems so that you can enjoy the life you've created and stop feeling guilty about what's not getting done. I am talking specific app recommendations, click-by-click instructions. I'm even adding some cool bonuses and opportunities for tons of hands-on support. So to get the full scoop, be sure to sign up for the free masterclass I'm hosting this week, because even if you can't actually attend the masterclass live, and I really encourage you to attend live, but even if you can't, you'll get all the information you need in the follow-up from the masterclass to sign up for the Gist Build Your Bonus Brain course. Head on over to EliseEnriquez.com forward slash masterclass to grab a spot in the masterclass and get details on how to sign up for the Gist Build Your Bonus Brain course. Again, that's EliseEnriquez.com forward slash masterclass. And I'll be sure, of course, to toss that link into the show notes for you as well. Okay, on to today's episode. Guess what? As of July 11th, I have been married for two years to my amazing wife, Kim. But what some of you may not know is that I was married before. I was married to a wonderful guy. He and I met when we were in high school and we dated through our last couple of years of high school and then off and on in college. After college, we moved in together and eventually bought a house and got married and we didn't have kids, but we did get a couple of dogs who we loved dearly. Before we go on with my story, there's something important that you need to know about me. And that is that I am an Enneagram type nine. Enneagram type nines are harmonizers, and we go along to get along. And if you haven't heard about the Enneagram before, just go Google Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And you can look at more about what this personality system is all about, but I'm a type nine. And I happen to be the kind of type nine that's called a one-to-one or sexual nine. And sexual doesn't mean what we normally think of it as meaning. So what it actually means is that the motivations that drive my behaviors that often show up for a type nine aren't just about going along to get along, but about merging with a significant other, romantic or otherwise, and taking on their goals and their dreams as my own. Okay. So I want to make sure you have that. And really, that can work okay, I suppose, when your goals and dreams are aligned with this significant other. And in my first marriage, at least in the beginning, our goals were definitely aligned because we were checking off all the societal boxes that young straight adult couples in America work to check off. I should probably say young straight white couples in America work to check off. Privileged couples <laughs> in America <laughs> work to check off. Buying a house, getting married, getting good jobs, saving money, hanging out with friends, being good consumers, all of the above. Check, 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 check. We checked off all the boxes. And over the course of our relationship, we bought and lived in three different homes, each time upgrading to the next level of home, just like you're supposed to. We invested in real estate, flipped properties, invested in rentals. And while it brought wealth, that part of things brought me actually a lot of stress and frustration. But it meant we eventually had the perfect home and the perfect neighborhood. And we were the perfect couple. Except that we weren't because nobody is in the years between 2011 and 2015 so 9 years to 14 years into our marriage the cracks really started showing within our relationship we loved each other very much and we believed in each other and we really thought we were going to be like one of those couples that was going to go the distance even though you know divorce rates in our country are what they are but once we had checked some of those initial boxes of heteronormative white adulthood in the united states we started to diverge in what really mattered most to each of us and to either of us, I should say. And at some point, it became impossible for me to continue participating and going after his goals because they were no longer aligned with mine. And it's, it's not even that our goals changed in either way or that our visions or anything changed. It's that we accomplished the more fundamental goals in life and the more meaningful goals started to come into play. And what success looked like was actually very different for each of us. Because I had started life coach training and major personal development work in 2009, I was becoming more clear about who I was, what I believed in, what I cared about, my purpose, my values. Now, my vision was a little bit fuzzy, but I knew more and more what I cared about and was putting more and more of that into play and helping clients do that as well. So at some point, it became impossible to ignore that he and I cared truly and deeply about different things. And by 2015, we had separated. And by 2016, our divorce was finalized. And when we separated, I was at the stage of simply knowing not this. I don't know what I want. I just know that I don't want this. And let me provide a quick side note here. That can be a really hard place to be this, not this space. (laughs) Um, for anybody out there who is in the space of not this, whether it's big like a marriage or relationship or a job or career or something a little less life-changing, no matter how big or small it is, not this can be such a gift, but it can be really hard because you want to know, okay, so what is it that I want? And I just want to tell you, if you are in the not this space, hang in there. Don't numb yourself out. Take things one step at a time to help you get more clarity and, and be sure to let people in. You don't have to do this alone. Okay. All right, back to the story. Looking back at the final years of my marriage, my first marriage, I can absolutely point to specific moments, specific arguments, specific impasses, needs that were missing, wants that were unfulfilled for both of us. But what really made it clear to me that I was not living an everyday life I loved is kind of surprising. So leading up to all this, I was doing something totally dorky. I was building productivity systems for myself for my work as a life coach, and for supporting our family. And while my gut was telling me a lot about not this in my life, my systems, or what I like to call my bonus brain, showed me what my life really looked like. And when I looked in my bonus brain, which is really calendar, to-do list, things like that, right? When I looked at my bonus brain, it was full of stuff for my husband, for Us in terms of our family, our household, our dogs, and for other people. I had a checklist full of things for our household and to support him. And what was missing was my work and my passion and the things that I wanted to move forward. That was the stuff that always got pushed off to another day. And this, I want to be really clear this wasn't at his request. This was how I was wired for safety. This is how at some point I opted into this mode of being a type nine to say, don't rock the boat. Just go along to get along, and it's how I operated and He had no idea how much resentment I had built up or how one-sided things felt to me and I, to be honest, I don't think I consciously knew it either and If anybody right now is thinking um codependent much, then yeah, ding ding ding, you win a prize. <laughs> That's definitely what was happening there. I was highly codependent in my first marriage, and when I looked at how I wanted to spend my time versus how I was actually spending my time, there was significant friction. And then my first niece came along. My first niece was born to my sister and her wife and they were in family mode and I wanted to be in family mode with them. And I would put stuff on the calendar for dinners with my family or go visit the baby or have them over the week for the weekend. And my ex would participate when it was convenient for him, but it wasn't a driving factor for how he spent his time. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing inherently wrong with how either one of us wanted to prioritize our time, and it highlighted the gap between our definitions of an ideal life. For me, it felt like a battle to get the family time that I wanted to have. But to make up for that, I also found myself making sure that my time was really flexible so that I could be available to him and his needs at any moment outside of that family time, including keeping my weekends open so that if he wanted to do something, I was going to be available rather than spending time with others who I also wanted to spend time with. I, I seriously would tell friends like, I'm not sure yet. Let me Let me just wait and see and miss out on an opportunity because what if he wanted to do something this weekend? And guess what? A lot of times he didn't because who would want to spend time with codependent me, right? And he had other interests that he was pursuing, right? So again, this was not at his request. This was not uh, anything that he wanted from our relationship. It was an unhealthy rhythm that we got into, and it was an unhealthy approach that we could have worked on. But the things that he was striving for, he was willing to do what it would take to get there, and I simply wasn't. I had different things that I was striving for. I had different sacrifices I was willing to make for the things that I wanted. And that's, again, okay. There's nothing wrong with us wanting different things. But there is something wrong with staying together and compromising on things that mattered so much to each of us, no matter how much we loved each other. Strangely, it was getting that current reality of my life in front of me through my bonus brain of all things that helped me see that a change was necessary. And it helped me realize that I wanted my days, my time, my energy, my efforts, and my focus on what truly mattered most to me. And to be partnered with somebody who was aligned with that at least, I don't know, 80% of the time. I always I always feel like 80-20 is a good rule. And as I became more clear about what I wanted in my bonus brain, so what I wanted in my life and how I wanted to use my time and actually getting it in there into my systems so I could have my days look the way I wanted to have them look, I became more alive. So The more I did this, the more alive I became, the more energy I had, the more openness I was to the extent that I did attract somebody who believed what I believed, and who 80% of the time I would say were working towards the same things. Even if we take different approaches, my wife and I are working towards the same things and willing to make similar sacrifices to get there. And so if you are in a state of not this, no matter how big or small, I really encourage you to take a step back and establish what is true right now. Get a clear picture of your reality before you start exploring options. Get a clear picture of what is currently happening in your life and in your world and what that means for what you actually do want. And if there's alignment, then it might just be that some tweaks are needed to make it how you really want it. And if there is isn't alignment with what you want and where you are, then there might be bigger changes to explore. In terms of any kind of changes, any major decisions, be sure to get that current reality in front of you. And really the best way to start to do this is to look at your day-to-day life. How are you spending your time? What are you working on? What are you avoiding? What are you pushing off? What do you feel resentful about? Start there before you start exploring your options. So all of this, of course, brings me to the question of the week. What percentage of your time is being spent on fulfilling activities? And are you okay with that? So take a look and ask yourself what percentage of your time this week is being spent on fulfilling activities and are you okay with that? You don't have to do anything about it yet. We can just start with awareness for now. Now you know I love to hear from you, so be sure to head on over to my Instagram page and either leave a reply in the comments to the question of the week post or just send me a direct message. And if you need help building a bonus frame to help you see the reality of your life so you can start thriving, Be sure to sign up for my free masterclass this week. Head on over to elisenriquez.com forward slash masterclass, or just head on over to the show notes and you'll find the link there too. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at eliseenriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.